welcome everyone to the call, and thank you all for taking the time. I know we're all very preoccupied with a lot of things in different ways that are personal to our lives and what's going on in the world. But, you know, our commitment is always that we find God in every place, every every way that we can, under all circumstances. And so Padre Paul and Bishop Dana and myself, as well as all of our community, uh, still have this very strong passion to be together no matter what. And so we composed of a series that we wanted to bring for healing. This is the second part. And tonight we're just focusing really on on, on our personal healing and the collective healing and just bowing our heads to the, the situation that we're all being witness to in this time of our lives. We've never seen anything like this, any of us, in our lifetime. So new territory, but with all things, there is God. I would like to just say that Bishop Dana is going Could to you start now with a prayer. The... Beautiful, dear God. The love of my life, the sun in my heart. I ask you now to bless each and every person, both on the call, trying to get on the call, going to listen to this call later. We're present whether we can look in or not at all times. Be here with us now as we bring you to the planet in form, through voice, through imagery, through song such that we can all feel your divine presence in the nature of who we are. Please open our minds beyond that clutching mind of fear that's gathered right now into the nature of even this call, that we're all in some kind of fear that we won't get something, that we can't, we will miss the mark. When in fact, if you just tune in, that light is present at all times for all of us. And if you reach into each household now and start seeping that presence that we hold in all of our retreats as all the divine angels under the Holy Spirit, Council of CL and Raphael, and all the agents of information, Jesus, Mary, Buddha, people that have lived on the planet that guide us, we need them now to as we sit deeply with you now and rest in this communion together. Thank you for your holy words and your holy work. Amen. Thank you, Dana. That was a beautiful prayer, and it brought us all into our heart. So what I'd like to talk about, first of all, is a, a passage from James 3.9, and it basically just reminds us that our tongue is very important because with our tongue, we can do great things, either for good or for ill. And we can easily, when we are living in the mind, go into a lot of fear or panic. We can go into a lot of pointing the finger and blaming. We can vibrate more like a virus does when we're in the mind. But when we're in the heart of God, when, we're, when we really take these words in about learning to use our words for finding God and resting in God, we are really vibrating at a higher level of consciousness, and we are joining together in unity, and we are coming together in goodness. 
And this is the kind of energy which will really strengthen each and every one of us to a greater good, to higher health, to a resolute spirit which can face adversity, be a witness to it without being drawn into it. And it's not like we have to just monitor every single thing that we say, because a lot of us, the way we deal with fear is we talk it out. So it's not about becoming critical of ourselves. It's just noticing the kinds of words that we're using to describe how we're feeling and noticing the things that we're paying attention to. Are they dramatic headlines or are they things that are beautiful and remind us of the, the, the everlasting promise of God who is with us all the time? We can be so caught up in beauty and, and nature and the beautiful of people in our lives that we forget that there's a pandemic happening because we are just lost in love, which is God, which is mercy, which is peace. And even though we may have distance from the people that we love because we're all in our separate areas and we're not really interacting, our hearts are full always with that which we love. And we're going to do some practices now just to bring ourselves together in this greater I am presence, in this greater love energy, and in this greater community. So we're going to go back to basics. We're going to remember that primordial sound of OM and just chant it together for one minute just to ground in this goodness. So let's begin. Oh. Oh. Everyone who is struggling physically on the planet, the entire planet, anyone who is struggling physically, fighting for their life, or dealing with anything that's in their way, any obstruction, we are also going to bow our heads during this time of 21 chants that I'm going to do, and just release those who have passed in a, a nod of love and gratitude for their life. I'm going to chant the Mula Mantra for 21 times very rapidly so that the energy is very high. Om. 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 Om.
ओम सचिदनंद
do re mi fa sol la si And now we're going to speak to our chakras and we're going to let our chakras come into balance by doing the chakra tones. Angelica has a beautiful CD called Boxy All-in-One, which this simple practice that we're going to do is done with more elegance and an extended period of time. But I'm going to just do a version of it, a simple version of it. And if you'd like to check it out later, please go and look at Boxy All-in-One by Angelica Schaefer. It's beautiful, beautiful 21-minute process that she does. Um, the first chakra tone is long. Color is red. Long. Long. And then we bring the kundalini up. Kundalini Arohanam Kundalini Arohanam Kundalini Arohanam The second chakra tone is orange and the, the tone is Vong 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 Long. And we bring the Kundalini up. Kundalini Arohanam. Kundalini Arohanam. Kundalini Arohanam. The third chakra tone is Rong, a rolling R, Rong. And the color is yellow of the, se- of the third chakra. Rung. 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 And you bring the shot, the Kundalini up. Kundalini Arohanam. Kundalini Arohanam Kundalini Arohanam The fourth chakra tone is Yang and the color is green. Yang 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 Kundalini Arohanam Kundalini Arohanam Kundalini Arohanam The fifth chakra tone is Hung and the color is light blue. Hung Hung The sixth 
chakra tone is Aum, and the color is indigo, which is a very dark blue. Aum. Aum. Kundalini Arohamam Kundalini Arohamam Kundalini Arohamam The seventh chakra tone is Ogum Satyam Om. It's at the top of the head and the color is purple. Ogum Satyam And we'll just take a couple of deep breaths, deep breaths, with awe on the exhale, deep breaths in, awe, deep breath in, awe. Now we're going to move into a prayer for all humanity, starting with ourselves, using the Ho'opono Ono Ono, which is a Hawaiian prayer. This prayer is to help bring us into divine consciousness by taking personal responsibility or personal accountability for whatever's happening in ourselves. And as we do that, we can affect the reality of everyone around us. We can affect the planet. Very simple, four steps. It's just basically doing an act of repentance, saying, I'm sorry, asking for forgiveness. Please forgive me. Offering gratitude. Thank you. And then opening to greater love or opening to love by simply saying, I love you. So we're going to do this for a minute or two and simply say, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Just see inside. Where does that take you? What are you clearing or what are you claiming? And this is a 
very simple practice that you can do anytime. And now we'll move into a discussion and we'll talk about some very important key things that will help to get us right with God, get us in touch with God, show us how to be honest, spend time with God. What does that look like? To receive God's love, to worship God, the divine, our inner divine, our inner divinity, to learn how to maybe fast from news or from stress. And we'll also look at some other things, some other discussion points that Bishop Dana is going to take us through. So I'm going to turn this call over to Bishop Dana. Thank you. Oh, Bobby, don't go away. That was beautiful. What you just created, can all of you feel that space? If it didn't shift for you, that's okay. It still will through the time of our call. And I love, Bobby, that you took us through different traditions in the way of finding that there's a center point in all of them to get us back to understanding the groundedness with God heart space with God. What I call this is the center of intention. See, for whatever we do, or whatever we say, what happens before we do it, before we say it, is a thought. Sometimes we're very conscious of our thoughts, and therefore we're conscious in our actions and in our words. But I'd say probably maybe 70 to 80% of our day is a series of unconscious thoughts leading to unconscious actions and unconscious words, things that may take us further away from God or create more harm or fear to others. And that wasn't our intention. But intention happens through exercises like we practice. It takes us back to the core of our intention, which is to be one and whole, a feeling of connection, a sense of blessedness, the willingness to do the repentance, the willingness to ask and reach out for forgiveness and for our own selves, just to our own selves, but just to God. Offering that gratitude to God, thank you, God, for everything. And then realizing I've been left alone and I realize I love you and I want to share that. I want to share, have it shared back. So it's great that traditions have always offered us this ability to get back to original intention, which is that love. And the problem is through our day or through the moments we lose that intention. We can blame our thoughts and we can blame stuff happening. But as I watch a tree, it doesn't change because I'm angry. It doesn't go into reaction. It responds. If the wind's blowing, they've done scientific studies showing that communication through trees happens through roots and they are aware of the storm. They're aware of the fire. They don't scream, they don't yell. They do what they can do. I was watching a little gopher today, and I knew that if I was in fear, he wouldn't come out. I was just three feet away from his hole. And as I realized, I tried being invisible, number one. And I realized that wouldn't work because that little gopher would be in his intention is just being at peace, but he would feel the emptiness of a coyote waiting for him to pop his head out or a cat. So I decided, no, I need God. I got a full minute of him looking at me, kind of halfway crawling out of his hole toward me. And I got a little excited. 
And he said, oh, enough of this, and he left. And it's really helpful for me to see the change in my intention. Starting off with, oh, I don't want to hurt this being, which is still a fear-based thing. Then moving into, no, I'm just going to be who I am. I'm going to feel God, in which I got communion. I got connection. And then swinging all the way the opposite way to a type of possessiveness, a type of happiness that I call the false joy. Not just the joy of I'm satisfied and, wow, what a beautiful connection I had for that half a minute. And thus, we're always kind of needing to pay attention to what we're doing if we want our thoughts and our actions and words to follow what we truly want to be, who we want to be. If we were to think about, oh, I went and I did this thing. I wonder, you know, we, we look back and we wonder what people thought about us in school or we wonder what thought people thought about us at the last event we were at. And it really comes down to us reviewing not what they thought, but, wow, I wasn't myself. I wonder who, if I had to leave a footprint on this earth, I'd rather have it be the intention of who I am. And who I am is connected to God. So there's a type of activity that must happen that we all need to pay attention to. So we have to start with getting back to God using these examples that Bobby just walked us through. And there are tools that I use at the school. There's ground. Fill your space. Put your creator colors up above your head and your eighth chakra. Let those reign over you now. And if you're not sure what that means, just imagine a color represents the divine to you today. See it like a sun above you, but of that color or colors, and put it there permanently. Intend that it stays there. That's intention. I intend that it's there, not just I put it up there like pin the tail on the donkey. I won, I'm done. I put it up there, and I see what's it feel like now to be in that resonance, just like we did with our voice and our tongue. As Bobby took us through these prayers and these chants, did you feel how that shifted in you? There's a way we can do it backwards, and we can use our tongue to get our way back up to the right connection. Or sometimes we can start by putting the connection there and see what comes out through our tongue and do the same chance again. Once you decide on your intention, and that's the only way it happens, you have to decide upon your intention. And it can't be just a stab. It has to be an actualization. It has to be a feeling. It has to be a, a state. Then you must be vigilant to be aware of staying in that intention. When we become hypervigilant, we're, we're starting to pay attention to what's outside of us. We start to focus on the ups and downs, the, the lack of intention outside of us. And there's always something out there that doesn't have the same intention as we have. But if you actually tap into your intention, as I was walking today, I realized my thoughts were focused on the beauty of the f spring flowers coming up there, not fearful of a virus or of a bacteria or of an insect or something that could eat it. They're just being themselves. Hypervigilant, you're worried about, oh my gosh, is there any kind of things that could jump on me here, like ticks or poison oak? Vigilant, you're aware of it before it happens. I think I should pause before I walk down this path and just check the path out. So my intention means that I don't have to walk around in some kind of isolated monastic state that people think is inward always. It means that once I have this connection, I stay attuned to that as I start to engage with the world. And as I'm going, 
I'm aware of how to be in the sense of in caution of not leaving my intention. This is not a fear situation. It's more of a decision to drive down the road and not swing over the side and hit the bumps on the side of the road or to not pay attention to the speed and suddenly find yourself going way faster or way slower and getting some feedback from that. It's about being in a pause state as I make my choices. Now, that pause does not have to be always so slow that you're moving like a sloth. Uh, I can think of many sports examples where I watch people move at rapid speed where they're in a pause and still being vigilant about being grounded, connected, and then can do some fantastic, amazing things. If we lose that sense of connection, our caution goes out the window and we move into being paranoid. We start looking for trouble. We don't look for the love or joy. It's kind of like, Dana, the the idea of can't getting on the phone call when we can lose our joy that way. Mm -hmm. It's really as simple as staying in the present. I know many people could not get on or going back and forth tonight. But if we can stay in that peace, it's really what what we're made of. So I'm just happy I got access. <laughs> now, so God bless you. I knew you would, Padre. I knew that when you <laughs> gave up, it would happen. <laughs> well, I tried so many times, and then I, you know, <laughs> went into prayer, and then I said, "I'm going to declare this line to open." And once I did that, the door opened, and it's like, "Okay, God, thank That's you." That's intention. It is That's intention. Beautiful. Yep. Very much so, and it's like, you know, sorry I couldn't be on later or earlier, but I'm here now. We are all here now. And it's about breaking through whatever obstacles we have. But we do it from the center of our being. It's from that peace. And then using our decree, because God promises we can do it. We can cast out demons. We can cast out illness. We can actually open up the line. And thank God we have angels out there that hear our call because we're in union with Christ. So it's part of the flow tonight. So, Bobby. Glad you got on, Padre. Thank you for persevering. <laughs> well, I'm sure there were a lot of prayers that was backing it up also. So, but I appreciate your team so much. I think it's a great example, though, Padre. I think today's talk is an exact example of what we experienced. It's perfect. Yeah. And for me, I had to I had to let go also. Mm-hmm. Tried many different forms, and then I heard just go to that secret place, and that's what I did, and I was praying in tongues the whole time until I heard that word that says, open up the lines in the name of Jesus. And I want to say, to my surprise, it worked. <laughs> I'm so happy. What? But, and that's a perfect example, Padre, of how we will separate from God out of responsibility yeah. or a decision yeah. to be there for others. We don't realize yeah. in a simple, simple thing of goodness, we will make the mistake of leaning and then I love the feedback. Whoop, you can't get in, or I was cut off and taken off the call. And I just came back and I said hello to God, and then I dialed back in and let me right back on. But I don't feel that responsibility. I just am happy to be here today with everyone. Yeah. I think it was probably up there for me today when I was trying to take care of my vendors and trying to get work to still happen across the board. Then I find myself leaning. So, or, like I said, on my walk, leaning into fear a bit about talking to that gopher and having it come or go. That awareness is what we need to grasp. We need to have it. That we can come back to it is always a great 
opening. We we can lose it so many times and it's still okay. And what we're trying yeah. to learn how to do is to increase our attitude of gratitude, our ability to have that space more percentage of the time of each day. And to me, that's a and prayer. That's a, that is acting in that prayer. That is a prayer. I agree 100%. And the idea of each of us, you know, whether we're um, homebound, quarantined, or just God is calling us to that place of quietness, silence, each one we need to honor. And whatever people find their situation in, in the past week or in the coming weeks, there is a resource, there is a well that's deep within us. And it's really calling us back to that truth. And for me, the, I, as I'm looking, observing many, many times, just being in the quietness today and the other days, was that realization that I think we all felt in the last year, something was up, something was in the air. And I can use the term, we had these impeachment hearings. We now have a political scene of, for voting for president. We had the war with, or words with Iran, Iraq. North Korea, and all these negative words that have come through. And we have to own that because if we are the body of Christ, which the scripture says, so every word of ours matters. So if we ran with the impeachment process, the good or the bad, whatever it was, we kept that energy going and it was in the atmosphere. And isn't it amazing that one little teeny weeny virus took the whole world down? It's amazing. So and if we are the body of Christ, we participated in that negative energy because, as everyone knows, if our body is stressed, then our immune system goes down. And so we created this. And I'm taking my own responsibility for my words, my actions, but I'm turning it around and I'm going back to what God says. And sometimes when I read the scriptures, I don't like what it's saying because it's very convicting. And I used to just close the book and maybe pick another chapter. So say something nice to me, God. But I'm really <laughs> picking this to its own conclusion. I have to be right with God. I have to have that center. And I believe this is our calling because the whole nation, the whole world is asking to go within again. And I'm feeling it even in a physical way. And I'll say more next week on that topic, but there really is a, a drawing near to the, the one that we love and the one, our first love. And if you haven't had that connection with God, however you see God, then we will pray for that tonight for that connection because it's all about us entering in. We can talk about it, but until we do it, and we're sometimes forced to do it, as now that virus is having everybody afraid. But the beautiful thing about, I say, this virus is the great commandment, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. We're finally loving our neighbor by staying home, by shutting up, by going to our prayer closet. That's the call. That's the invitation. And with that, really, it brings forth something brand new, a new seed within us. And that's why I feel there's a seed in me. There's something new happening. But the old self has to die in order for it to come. And so we all have this invitation tonight to go deeper with our God and with our neighbor as ourself. 
Bobby, more words? Yeah, that's beautiful, Padre. I think the other thing, too, is it's an opportunity to just do a deep clean. I know I've been doing that, and it's been feeling really good, and it's been a long time since I've actually had this kind of focused home time where I'm just getting back to the basics, where which is really what's important. I think the divine has definitely sent each of us to a place of contemplation and reflection and rest, a deep rest. Mm-hmm. And so whatever's going on for each of us, we have to understand that this is a, this is a type of fasting that God has facilitated on our behalf. Mm. And it's not, it's not a punishment and it's not a isolation. It's, it's actually to have a more embodied experience with what our true nature is and what our true divinity is, what our true God call is, that which God has anointed us, each of us, to do together. And I've seen so much beauty as a result of what's been going on just by, you know, the different things that people have posted, the little dance parties and the, the <laughs> yeah. you know, just the create the creative ways in which they've just reached out to touch another person's life. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, the rosary that we've been all experiencing for the last week through the, the pilgrims, the CLM yeah, pilgrims. Um, that, that was just a very spontaneous thing that started just kind of like uh, with like a fire. It just took off. And I think, you know, more and more we're going to just keep seeing that God is calling each of us to all of these places of devotion that we've, that we have in ourselves. And, it's now also an opportunity to integrate it, you know, to habitate with it. And it's, it's a very exciting time. I think that it's really important to get in touch with this is a gift rather than a curse. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Those are beautiful words, Bobby, because it is an invitation. You know, at first I thought it was a curse. I mean, I have to be honest. But now settling into this place, and it is about I call it my renewal, and it's, it is calling me back in a deeper way. And that transformation that's happening in me or within me, use that term, if the temple of the Holy Spirit is within us, so there is a container, but it's actually alive. And yeah. now, I mean, even this morning when I got up, I was just checking out my body in a sense of it was so relaxed, and I went, wow, how long has it been since I could actually just feel my whole body. So I knew, yeah. you know, today's a new day, you know, with new challenges, but yet something internal and external is happening to me, or I say to the world. It all depends on how we see it and how we accept it as a gift. Of course, in Merkel says we are a gift, and I believe it. God says we're a gift, a beloved daughter, a beloved son. So it's in encouraging that relationship or renewing it is really the call of the heart and seeing beyond you know the physical the news in a sense and thank god for the news because it gives us an update of what's happening but how we internalize it is really not with the mind but with the heart and so what god says about your situation my situation is really an invitation Audrey, how how have you been finding your your own worship? Because I know a lot of your worship has to do with going outside of the home and attending 
prayer services and that kind of thing. So how have you been feeding yourself during this time of being in, more internal? I've been using a lot of other spiritual speakers, tuning into their YouTube, having worship on. And in fact, I miss it. And that's where I, I want to acknowledge that this is it's like turning a dial for me. And it's like, so where I used to go, it's not always there no more. And so it's really becoming more internal for me, and which is like, oh, I want it the same way. And I, I, I really sense the Holy Spirit is changing my volume, so to speak, or how I dial in. So I know it's always an inner thing for me. And so to me, that's what is. And silence is actually the key to it all, if we can get there. Because the mind will battle us, but I really believe, you know, this long pause we're having around the world is really calling that in. And so it is about that intimacy. And I'd rather have God speak to me one word, and it would be for a thousand YouTube viewings. That's like what we get used to. But I want to go beyond that. And so to me, the silence is really making it work for me. And today was the first time, time that I left the house to go to the post office, and they were doing their social spacing or whatever. It's like, that was so foreign to me. And I just acknowledge everyone, you know, blessed everyone. It's like, isn't it amazing? Because at least in the United States, not every, not everybody, most people don't like to obey because we think we're above the law or don't tell me what to do. And all of a sudden, now we're being conditioned to honor our neighbor as thyself. And it's like, so it happens in such a simple way, but if we have eyes to see, we can actually see this divine self. And for me, and I'm having, I don't want to say male menopause, <laughs> but it's like, I keep crying. And there's no, yeah. one here to, there's no one here to foster that, and it's just, I'm just continually crying. It's like, so this purging that's going on is quite incredible. And I don't have a definition for it yet, but I know it's happening to me. And my my desire is our community to tap into that. And I know because you're on the call, you're curious, you're leaning in, and I so appreciate each one of you. That's beautiful. Dana, can you talk a little bit about taking action in God, God's space? Yeah. I learned this a long time ago, gardening. But I think I learned it first when I did my political work and I was in Nicaragua in a war zone. I understood that how I do things matters. And and maybe this goes all the way back to helping my dad doing operations on the kitchen table since I was about 10. And how I... My dad told me once, he just said, what you're thinking matters, so stop it. You know, of course, I was whining as a kid. I was having child menopause. Um, I wanted things my way. I wanted. I didn't want to have to help my dad. I wanted to watch TV or go play. And instead, I had to help an animal, and that animal needed me. And that decision helped me understand the choice I needed to make inside. Later, when it wasn't an animal, it was a group of people, I decided, oh, I need to be in this space to reach out and help those people. In gardening, I had to really be deep inside this space to hear the guidance of all the the divas and the fairies uh, that were telling me how to approach this, not just energetically, but physically and chemically as well, water and spacing, etc. And that listening space made me realize this is, this has a this has a gift. There's a reason to to want to come from this deeper space. 
I think everybody has a moment when they realize there's somebody or something you're willing to give up yourself for to, to take care of briefly. It's a dog, it's a cat, it's much easier because they're so non-conditional and you feel their love back. But maybe it's been a relative, somebody you really love deeply, and you've put yourself aside to do something. To me, that putting yourself aside is reaching into God. Now, we want to make it more authentic and really make it God rather than just put myself aside and take credit that I'm doing this. That's that's Then the ego is still doing it again. It's more of getting into a tone, like what you did with us, Bobby, with those different chants. And cetera. If I can have that tone and then work with someone, then I know I'm working and taking action in a God space. But the moment my desire or my fear interrupt that tone, now it's just me taking action from my space. And I don't think I'm going to get the same results. I don't, I haven't seen it in my life. I love what you both said. I think this is a world retreat. I think it's great. We're all in a retreat. This is a great spiritual retreat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realize with all the decisions we're looking at and taking, we're going to really approach climate change better. We're going to discuss yeah. family dynamics better. We're going to understand the nature of how we care and instead of letting it pass by and pass by and pass by. And then when somebody's sick or ill, we suddenly realize, oh, my God, I haven't spent any time talking to them, telling them what I really feel. <laughs> all this goes back to we're all being we're all looking at where has where have we chosen to be in this God space? Are we going to totally align with those tones and keep repeating those practices? until we're strong, we're a strong muscle of that space. And then when we leave it, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you for everything, God. I love you. I'm back. Um, and then we come back, just like what you were saying, Padre, recognizing we we like it the old way. And there's one yeah. thing that's permanent on this planet, which is impermanence. Everything changes. From the moment you make it, it's constantly in some form of decay. And when things happen really fast and patterns that we're used to change, we somehow think we're losing God in those things that we did when God's in the very virus we could be sick with. I've, I decided to thank the virus. I decided to see God's work in the virus. Like you said, Bobby, this, there's no punishment. God doesn't take, take the time to, to hit you with that type of energy. We create these feedback loops to let us know what we're going to do with something. And I've seen people be in deep illness and still be gentle and not say it as a punishment or a horrible thing that's been taken away from. They've decided, I'm going to be in God with this. So to me, it starts from the moment you wake up and where you go from there. And then how you sleep will decide how you're going to stay in God's space even when you're not in your body. Great. Thank you, Dana. I think because we're approaching the time where we're going to pray now to seal in the work that we've all done together tonight. But I also wanted to just welcome everyone to, if you have any water around close to where you are, just focus on that water during this time of prayer, because the water, we can bless the water together. And blessing the water will be very, very important for this time of healing and consciousness, because as you know, the body is mostly water. And one of the the wonderful things that we can do is to really keep our, our 
systems well hydrated, keep our throats moist. And it's those of us who have been to Brazil and experienced the Casa, blessing the water is a very, very significant act. And anyone who's ever been to one of the CLM retreats will know that we always use blessed water to do a big part of the work, mm-hmm. to seal in the work of the Holy Spirit, to seal in the, the healing work that's happened, to, to cleanse, to baptize. And this is a, ma- a major baptism on the planet that we're all experiencing. So please get your water close by, and um, we'll start praying. I'm going to start, and Dana will pick up, and Padre will finish. But I just wanted to say one other thing. The moon and the sun are both in the sign of Aries. And the sign of Aries is a very auspicious sign for the sun. It means that it's in its happiest place. It's the beginning of the new year astrologically. It's a time of spring. It's a time of life bursting through. It also means that we're going to see a radical shift in the right direction about this pandemic. And we're going to start truly healing and getting strong and eradicating what's out of balance. And it's going to be a time of uh, bringing this to a close. So divine, precious divine, my dearest friend, my creator, my beloved, my mother, my father, my friend. I thank you with all my heart for each and every person who has taken the time to be on this call. I ask for their highest well-being. I ask for protection of all these beloveds. I ask that all of the focus that has been directed upon any kind of fear or anxiety now turn into an anointing of the Holy Spirit Uh, an inner reflection, an inner joy, an inner experience of awareness and abundance and fullness of life anew. I pray that the whole world develops a compassionate heart. I pray that the entire world, the entire planet be healed in the most auspicious ways. I pray that the water that I am holding in my hand right now and all the water in my home, all the water that comes into my home, will now be blessed as holy water from the holy well of consciousness so that as I consume this water or clean with this water or bathe in this water, I am restored fully and completely in your name, my beloved, my Holy Spirit, my God, my friend. Amen. 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 Dear Holy Spirit, spread your fragrance and your feeling tone in every room and every phone. I want you to touch everyone's shoulder now. Pulse that presence through us all. Flood our souls with your Holy Spirit. Penetrate our whole being. Penetrate our minds. Let us soak in your presence. Fill me now. Fill us now with the hope of what you are, not the, for the hope of the way things we wish they would be, but the hope to be more connected, the hope to be a representation of you. Fill us all so full that we become an example to our friends, our neighbors, families. We start to become the healing that's needed presently. 
We ask you to radiate this energy out to our families, the people that are ill, the people that are scared, the children, the animals, the environment. We commit to being servants for you, transporters for you. Let the words that come out of our mouth today, tomorrow, this next week be driven by you, be intended by you. In your name we live. Amen. Amen. Father, we just delight in you and your very presence. May the presence of Yeshua and our blessed mother, Mary, as we consecrate our lives into your will, into your hearts, we experience the joy of knowing in this new relationship. Father, as you release your ministering angels now to every temple, every body, every home, every neighborhood, every state, nation, and countries, your will be done in and through our lives as we learn to love our neighbor as ourselves. Father, I decree your healing presence Every spirit of infliction, I break its hold over your bodies, your minds, and your hearts. And I allow God's light, eternal light, now to enter in and bring your promises to fruition. A promise that we are a beloved son, we are a beloved daughter, in whom you're well pleased. For you have granted us the kingdom of God, the riches, the abundance. So as we give, so shall we receive. Because you're the one who loved us first. And so it allows us to be a blessing to others. So thank you, O Lord, our God, for showering right now. Really sense the Holy Spirit, the angels, the beings of light are here, ministering to you, to us, to our world, to our neighborhoods. Expand now. Expand grace. Expand our willingness to step beyond our fear and allow the miracles to happen, the physicals, the spiritual the emotional well-being, and let thy light shine among men, among women. I thank you, O Lord, our God. I pray for every person who has died, regardless of the virus, could be any other type, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And for those suffering with this virus, let your healing presence, your healing balm, minister them. Allow the grace of God to strengthen the those nurses, staff, doctors, all those who are caring for them. Father, increase your favor. Increase your favor in all the work bees that are out there. For we are called to be the body of Christ. So I bless the holy water. I bless you, the servants of the Most High God, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sure.